Welcome to KIOS at the Movies. I'm Joshua LeBure, and I'm here with Patrick Kinney and Diana Martinez from Film Streams. Hey there. Hi. And today we're talking about the film Martin Eden. In tutti questi mesi ho riflettuto molto su me stesso. E ho sentito come uno spirito creatore che mi divampava dentro, che mi incitava a fare di me uno degli orecchi attraverso cui il mondo sente, uno degli occhi attraverso cui il mondo. Martin Eden is a new film by Italian filmmaker Pietro Marcello. After working class Italian Martin Eden meets a rich, educated woman, Elena. He tries to achieve a place among the literary elite through self-education. The film is loosely based on a novel of the same title by Jack London, although in the book Martin Eden is from San Francisco and it's a thoroughly American tale. The filmmakers chose to move this story to Italy in what seems to be a purposefully vague time. This film features powerful performances and incredible cinematography and maybe some overbearing symbolism to weave a story about the looming rise of individuality and fascism. So with that, Ooh. what do you guys have to say? Coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. Coming in hot, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> Overall impressions. So I was really excited to watch this movie because mm-hmm. um, a lot of my favorite critics, this has been, you know, as it's easy to say, this has been a rough year for movies because so many things didn't go according to plan as far as releases. So, so many things are being pushed back and pulled um, and just dropped in the middle of the internet. Anyway, the reviews for this movie were so good. So many of my favorite writers called it the best movie that they'd seen this year. So I was pretty thrilled to watch it. And then was left, I don't know, I guess I want to hear you two. This is actually a movie that I want to hear people talk about Mm -hmm. because I'm still sorting out my thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. Yes, it got rave reviews within the film world, although I was most intrigued by a tweet that I saw. I forgot which critic it was, but it's like, is Martin Eaton... Is Martin Eden uh, the best movie of all time, or is Luca Marinelli just very, very <laughs> handsome? <laughs> who is the uh, man who, pl- who plays Martin Eden? Um, well, I really, he is until he isn't. <laughs> yeah, right. no, that's true. I liked this film. When it began, I was immediately very excited because, to be honest, I don't read anything um, before I watch any movie usually. I don't like to. I don't like to have my mind persuaded before I watch something. Same. So I didn't really know anything about it. Um, And as soon as it started playing, I looked at the screen and I was very excited. And I was like, hang on a second. (laughs) It's beautiful. And I was like, is this 16 millimeter? Is this 16 Mm. millimeter? And it is. It's Mm -hmm. all shot in 16 millimeter. It's completely fascinating the way that the director weaves in found footage um, from lots of different time period, like years of Italian kind of like found footage film history and stuff that he shot himself. And so it's just like beautiful to look at, especially if you're like a film nerd or like really like know, you know, what it means to have a film made on 16 millimeter versus 35 versus digital. Um, I was, yeah, just completely excited by the fact that anybody would undertake making a film on 16 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, very few filmmakers do that nowadays. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as the opening scene came on, I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, I love this because yeah. I could, you can see it. It looks, and it not only does it look like 16 millimeter, cause some mm-hmm. people do shoot on 16 millimeter still, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel old, but it it does. <laughs> but it in this that, one, like, it it yeah. feels like 
of a different time. Mm-hmm. Like the just the color correcting on it and the beautiful job they did. Um, and the found footage is incredible. And I, I had a little dig at, there's only one like overbearing symbol and it's the <laughs> scene with the ship, obviously. Oh, but yeah, I yeah. loved all the found footage. I thought it was mm-hmm. incredibly, I loved the way it was weaved in and you just feel like you're there, mm-hmm. but you also don't know what time you're in. It kind of feels like. Which I think is what works really it's important. well for the, yeah, right. for the story I, itself. Because I, think I it's, and I wonder yeah. if, okay, so I didn't read anything about this film either. I didn't know anything about the novel as well. And afterwards, because what I loved about this film is it takes you through such a roller coaster. And not only like emotionally with this character, but also like politically, because there's so many countervailing narratives in this. And one of the things that I found really interesting afterwards is through this whole film, you think it's going to be like this working class guy like his best like friend is, you know, this guy he befriends and almost like a mentor is like a socialist. And he just has, Martin Eden has this overwhelming drive to, to become a writer. And he's singularly focused on himself doing what he needs to do, being in a room on his own. But there's these glimpses of caring about other people through the film. And one of the things that I found really interesting is that very similar to the movie Wall Street, um, Jack London made this film to be a almost like a cautionary tale to individualism and mm. being so singularly focused that, you know, you're going to destroy yourself. But then Martin Eden became like a hero to kind of the right wing ideology. Yeah. Um, of the character, similar to Gordon Gecko and Greed mm-hmm. is Good. Mm-hmm. And there's actually this really interesting story because Jack London was a socialist and he wrote this film specifically to critique the capitalist mentality and the kind of Nietzschean like nihilism that Martin Eden just delves into. And he actually inscribed a copy for Upton Sinclair that said, one of my motifs in this book was an attack on individualism in the person of the hero. I must have bungled it for not a single reviewer has discovered it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me of Oliver Stone with, with wall Mm -hmm. street, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a very, and I thought that was incredibly fascinating because through the whole film, it was just like, Mm -hmm. I was just shocked on where it ended up. Yeah. It's such a good film. <laughs> I'm going to be on like it's it's uh not for everyone. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um but I think what I really liked about it was I have not read Jack London's novel although I really want to Same. now. Um cuz it was a really interesting transposition from an American context to an Italian one. And so the filmmakers did a lot of work um, kind of trying to find the cultural analogs. So for example, I guess the novel deals a lot with like shipping. Uh, Martin Eden is a sailor, uh, but the filmmakers are like Italy somehow for some reason doesn't have like a strong tradition of like maritime literature. And so they have him make other references like the reference to Herbert Spencer, which is like this neocon like social Darwinist guy 
um, becomes a touch point here. I believe it's, um, you know, someone different in the novel, although Jack London and Herbert Spencer actually did correspond at one point, I think. Um, and so what I think is really, like, fascinating is thinking about how they had to do so much research and actually put in that research to think about, like, what connects this American novel to an Italian context, um, especially one in which, like, at the very end of the film, not to, like, spoil anything, but the whole time we don't know what time period we're in. And it becomes very timely um, to a contemporary moment, but also with what we know at some point is going to be the rise of fascism within Italy. Um, and so it just seems to want to think about how all these different points in history are philosophically connected, um, like through these political theorists of like Marx and Herbert Spencer and Nietzsche. And I just think that like that's so fascinating. It's such a fascinating intellectual project like for right now, like at a time when people throw around like a lot of um, like words from political philosophy without like really knowing like the ramifications of like what the word socialism means. I was really, I really, because the time period is so, it's almost like what, I mean, it's what they did with. It's no time in all times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to the idea of it follows, you know, of like, mm -hmm. uh, of kind of it throws you off balance because you're almost expecting like the rise of Mussolini, but then all of a sudden you're like, wait, am I in like the the twenties here, or am I in like the I don't know? Yeah, you you're know. like, am I in 2015? Like, yeah, totally. At some point, there's definitely like 1980s Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, is mm -hmm. parked on the street. Like, yep. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, I I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And I think that that was exciting, and it made this film exciting for me because I had no idea where it was going. And I think I'm so glad I didn't read the novel before. I didn't know anything about the story because it really made it exciting to me. Mm -hmm. And I was really like, I, I did read some reviewers complaining about the fact that Martin Eden was so kind of nasty and selfish but I think isn't he that supposed was, to be exactly that he's was a, a critique of individualism from yeah. socialist Jack London. So yeah. like, mm -hmm. yeah, he's, and that's what I, nice I was surprised by that because I was like, cause you know, you, but I think it shows the complexity of it. Cause you do root for him at certain points. You do root for him at certain points. Right. And there is this one particular scene in which he is, so he's, so he's in love with this woman, Elena, who is from a very rich family. Again, he's not, he's poor and uneducated. Um, and he, you know, has told them that he's going to become a writer. And they're basically, you know, making fun of his aspirations. Um, and he tell, finally tells them to their face what he thinks of them. And one of the things that I thought one of the lines that like struck me to my core. <laughs> um, and of course it's in Italian, so this is the translation, but he's like, you afraid of socialism socialists, like have no idea mm. what you're doing. And so like he's talking to like all these guys who thinks that they're these like, who think that they're these capitalists enterprisers. And he's really just pointing out all the ways that like, socialist programs allow like right. capitalism to flourish mm -hmm. and that was like exactly <laughs> it's like who needs yeah. to watch this movie today i can't um, help but think of elon musk in that scene yeah but in this scene he's like 
you know, critiquing them and trying to show them how he's um, really, you know, living this philosophy in a way that they only wish they could be living this philosophy. Um, but it also, you know, is, is such a great critique of um, capitalism, but also of like liberalism and the mm -hmm. way that like liberals are also like they're afraid of socialism. Right. <laughs> Even though all the things that they want are uh, maybe best achieved through like socialist practices. <laughs> Well, because it's really interesting because the reason why it was so exciting is because early on in the film when he's still working, you know, there really is that that iconography of working class people and Martin uh, Eden himself is uh, working. Um, I forget exactly where he was working, but maybe at the... He was a sailor for a while. Yeah, and then Since he, was he was unemployed seven. for a while. But he was in like a factory or something. With oh, yes. very briefly, yeah. And then he, so very briefly, he's yeah. working at this factory, uh -huh. and then the boss basically like makes him really angry, and he just or they they fire him, and they don't want, and they're not going to pay him what he's owed. So they literally attack the boss afterwards and steal the money from him. And you think that like this is building up to be like maybe like a union movement or something like that. Because that's in the background of the film mm -hmm. as well, that there yeah. is a kind of unnamed unionizing, organizing socialist movement that's happening. Again, we don't know what time period we're in, so it's not really like specified or like tied to one particular one, though it is influenced by workers' movements in Italy generally. But Yeah, and then I have like stuff here where I'm just thinking about how we shut working class people out of art and we don't allow their stories to be told in an authentic way. Um, and there was a movement, I feel like, of people that did it really well. John Steinbeck, Upton Sinclair, and stuff like that in the early 1900s, and, and Jack London probably. I haven't read it, but I assume that that's what this book was trying to be. Um, and showing that like when he... You know, again, if you don't want spoilers, probably just skip ahead to the end now and go to the next episode. <laughs> but when he eventually becomes rich himself, you know. Well, that's the beginning of the film. So I don't think that's a spoiler. That's literally the first scene and then we go backwards. That's true. Because the first scene, he's in that like Rococo like building just like thrown over a sofa. He's like yelling at someone. Oh I think my. it gets it goes to I a think I dark have, place. Yeah. I might have accidentally skipped the first scene. No, it's the very first scene. I might have accidentally skipped the yeah, first scene. Yeah, he's old and not handsome. Interesting. And I was okay. like, when is when's he gonna get handsome? <laughs> yeah. So when he eventually is successful, you know, it's it, it really does come into that moment of like he still isn't happy, mm -hmm. you know, and and he lost all desire. He's not fighting for anything anymore. And I think that that's just a really interesting thing because you hear about that from like people like Jim Carrey and stuff like that that come out and, and say like, I wish everyone could become rich and famous because it's not the answer. You know, there's something in community that provides mm. like real meaning and, and family. And, and really like if you think about like, the family he was staying with that was almost like the happiest time oh sure that he yeah. had and it was never yeah. with the woman it was never when he was like rich it was with this family who was giving him a place to stay and who was supporting his work exactly yeah 
Well, and, and yeah, it sounds like he never had a family unit. Like yeah. he says in the movie that he went to work when he was seven. Well, he lived with his sister and her husband. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and it was terrible. Yep. But I think like we should just go back to what you were saying. Like at the end, he actually he is rejecting community. Yeah. In every way that he possibly can. Not only like publicly saying that he is one of only like five individuals <laughs> in Italy or something, yeah. but also being bilelessly mean and evil to everybody around him. Mm-hmm. Uh it's dark. It's dark. Well, I think what's so interesting about this film is that I think it it really amplifies or it like highlights how like our notions of the artist are so based on this idea of like individuality mm-hmm. like I think it's like really hard so like the uh, there's this great interview with the directors I think it's Cinemascope magazine where they're basically talking about how they feel like to some extent like Martin Eden is Jack London himself right it's like a mirror to like his worst the worst version of himself which mm-hmm. is like if you want to be like a renowned writer while you're still living and make money while you're living and not like you know suffer the way all these other artists tragically suffered like you have to in some way like buy into this cult of personality and this like individualism um to make yourself this like marquee person that mm-hmm. like drives book sales and drives speaking engagements and events and all of these things um and it's like a really like romantic capital r notion of the artist um but there's a reason like that hasn't gone away like that's still the way that we think of artists today but then one of the things that you see throughout the film that martin totally forgets about and i feel like a lot of those people forget about are all the people along the way that made those things happen for him even the ones he hated even his Mm -hmm. sister and his brother-in-law who he hated uh, for good reason because he was terrible um but also the family that let him stay with him that he randomly met that took him in you know and he does pay them back or at least her specifically but the idea of the individual really crumbles once you start looking at the people that help you along the way even even yep. Elena for all how terrible she is and and that awful family like they just their presence you know is almost a a like i don't think he would have gotten to where he was without having having met those people and wanting to prove them wrong in in a lot of ways what do you guys say people should watch with martin eden i picked i picked a movie that i i really love from a few years ago christian petzold's uh Mm -hmm. transit which i feel i haven't seen that oh i i I really do like it's one of my favorite movies i've seen in quite a while it is set in a very similar limbo. Well, it is set in a similar world in that it is impossible to pinpoint when it is. And it, it but it is Europe and there is an impending army, invading army, and I do think that they are fascists. <laughs> but it's set <laughs> in this like bizarre, it's a Hitchcockian limbo community. I think it's Marseille. There's a group of foreigners um that are waiting to find out if they can leave on the last boat out of Europe to go to South America. And it is implied that when the army does arrive in town, it's going to be extremely bad for all the foreigners that are still there. Um, And there's this 
there's a you know a mistaken or a an assumed identity and a uh, like a, a a thriller kind of element to it under that environment while they're waiting to find out if they can leave. Um, and it is so well, just the energy and the tension at all times in it uh, are so incredible. And it's just, uh, it's a beautiful movie. Uh, my recommendation, uh, people should watch The Young Karl Marx. That was my mm. pick. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really. It really was. Oh, I okay. have it written down right here. Well, leaning See? into that full <laughs> socialism. Um, yeah, people should watch it. Uh, I think what was interesting about the film um, is really learning the historical context in which uh, Marx was writing. I think uh, when you think about the historical context and what he's responding to, uh, a lot of you know the theoretical underpinnings of his work like really make sense. Um, so yeah, it was also just like a good period piece. It's very easy to watch, um, you know, really easy to follow. Um, you know, if you watch Martin Eden and then you're scared to watch The Young Karl Marx. Martin <laughs> Eden is a little bit dense sometimes. Um, the Young Karl Marx is like, goes down much smoother. Um, more of a kind of like traditional biopic than, than Martin Eden. So that's my recommendation. Yeah, we would. We should point out it's uh, by Raoul Peck who did I Am Not Your Negro. It was right. the film he did directly after that. Um, which is a, it's a, it's a good movie. My choice is the 2008 film by Steven Soderbergh, Che. Mm. <laughs> just to, I just think it's a historical figure that was very complicated. Um, there's a lot of myth making around him and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And I think this film just does a really good job at showing, I mean, it's just, it's long, it's in two parts, it's beautifully done, it's, it, it's so well acted. I don't know. It's just one of those films that I think, uh, as far as like political films go in this realm of complicated figures, that this is just a really beautiful film. So, Martin Eden is available on film streams at home. For KIOS, I'm Joshua LeBure. For film streams, I'm Patrick Kinney. And for Film Streams, I'm Diana Martinez.